0: Good morning. Good morning, family. Guess what? I am here on the solo today. That's right. I want to wish, um, send well wishes to our sister, um, Candice Castillo, who was, you know, um, not doing well, was in an accident, but is recovering. She is very strong and is recovering. I also want to send a shout out to uh, my brother, from another mother, the, my other partner in the black and brown get down brother, Hilario Dominguez, yeah yo, um, who actually is just handling business. So guess what? That left your girl Tara on the front line of the show, okay? So listen, we have an historic election coming up. We have a historic opportunity coming up this Tuesday. We are like what, not even 48 hours, maybe a little more than 48 hours out uh, before we um, see who is going to be head-to-head in this runoff, right? Mm -hmm. And as you all know, your boy kind of creep-creeped up on him. Um, So in spite of all of the foolishness um, that was taking place during the forums, which was just vexing my whole soul, I had a a whole attitude um, about the way some of those forums were conducted, but you know, there's something that says they don't make you, you know, your enemies a step stool. You know what I'm talking about. If you know, you know. And I believe that's what's going on right now um, in our city. And the momentum is crazy. The energy around this race is crazy. And so is the desperation. Like your girl, Lori, is out there looking tragic. <laughs> I mean, she, she looking bad, y'all. I, I mean, I was trying to find a good picture of Lori. I don't really know why. But I was thinking to myself, they can't all look this bad. But alas, they do. Um, you, you could just feel the weight of this race on her face. You could like see it um, on her face, and you know, on her shoulders. She's like slumped over, and she looks angry. I mean, she like real angry. Um, and you could tell she's desperate because um, she's just on a straight up attack mode. She's just on straight up attack mode. And, you know, after Anjanette Young came out last week, like that was a blow. That was a body shot. Um, and then, you know, so many other people came out, uh, for, you know, the most progressive candidate in the race. And, you know, she just been getting bodied. She just been getting body blows all week. So, um, it's, it shows sis looks bad. Um, but you brought it on yourself. I'm not even gonna sit up here in front like I feel bad for you because I do not. You brought it on yourself. You dealt terribly with people. And karma is something, honey. Karma I, I think I just saw something recently that said, um, karma is 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 payback, but patient. You know, so just, you know, watch how you treat people. You know, my mama used to say that. You know, I never forget that. My mama, my mama, you all know my mama, Marion Sam's. Rest in peace, mama, but um, my mama used to say, you don't know who is out in these streets that's going to have your back. And you definitely don't know who out in these streets that's going to cover you simply because you're my daughter. Watch how you treat people. She told me that when I was 19 and, and I had come home from college and I was being real sassy, real ugly with somebody. and He went back and told my mama. And, and when she called me down to Tranquility Marshman, those who don't know. Um, Baby, she slapped the taste out my mouth and gave me that story. And I am here to tell you so, so many years later, three decades later, probably, yeah, at least three decades later, um, you couldn't pay anybody to say you heard me out um, talking crazy or or mistreating um, the people. I never, never, and I don't even care how much I may dislike you or may dislike your policies. Um, You are not going to catch me out there bogus. Why? Because of Marion. So anyway, thank you all. Um, I got people tuning in. I sent a shout out to my my cheering, my people. and said, listen, I'm going to be on the show by myself. Y'all send me some well wishes. But we have so many great people um, that love this show. And we need you to love this show. Keep tuning in. Keep tuning in um, to Progressive Radio where we tell you the truth. Because the truth is the only thing that matters. We're going to have some incredible guests on today, a couple of them from different angles, y'all, of this whole voting cycle. Because we have just a few hours to make a difference in the soul of our city. Not just the life of our city, y'all, the soul of our city. Because you all know, based on what we are seeing, it's its crazy. It's crazy out there. Um, from everything that's happened in our schools, you know, our teachers are just battle fatigued, y'all. Um, our babies are out on the loose. They not doing what they need to be doing, but that's because we haven't done what we needed to do. So I don't blame young people at all. As a matter of fact, I want to give a shout out to the last forum that was, um, conducted, which was by good kids, mad city. And if you know me, you know, I'm a veteran Chicago public school teacher and I love young people. I just love, love, love young people. And so I'm just so incredibly impressed, um, with, um, with their work, I am I am just incredibly impressed with the work that young people um, are doing on this front line. I'm I'm impressed with the numbers, I'm impressed with their advocacy, I'm impressed with their agency, and I'm impressed with how they are taking up space, specifically in this race, but all across our city. So um, they got next, and I think it's our responsibility to make sure that they are properly coached and mentored and shepherded through this um, organizer work and through this political work, because we know, um, just like, you know, Harold went on, just like Marion went on, just like Conrad Rural went on, just like so many of our great leaders went on, and even if they, they did not make that final transition, they had to pass that baton. And the best way we sustain our fight, which is protracted struggle, is that we make sure that the next generation coming up got next and that they are prepared uh, for the fight that be wait that that's going to be waiting for them so it, it doesn't matter um uh what happens on Tuesday guess what the struggle continues the struggle continues so um aluda continua my mama used to say that and so did our late great sister Karen Lewis she used to sign off that was her signature aluda continua and it was my mom's signature so when i saw that, I knew I was in the right place. I knew the spirits had led me to the right place. But anyway, look, it's been crazy out there. Y'all ain't heard a peep out of them other folks, right? Because when it got down to the wire, all that foolishness just went to the wayside. I ain't heard nothing from nobody, to be quite honest with you. And then, you know, Lori been tagging Valis so bad on on his record and his friends. Thank you very much. Um, Appreciate that. And she was tagging Willie on his friends. Appreciate you. Thank you very much for that. That, uh, you know, we didn't even have to address any of that. But listen, before I get too deep into this, I want to um, thank our sponsors, the Chicago Teachers Union Foundation, uh, who he, and, and Carmen Curiel leads that. And we had an amazing uh, blood drive uh, and, and amplified, you know, because this is still Black History Month, but we black all year round, but we blackity black, black, black. black. During Black History Month, and we, we lifted up the life of uh, Brother Dr. Charles Drew. Um, uh, and I want to thank SEIU, the Chicago Federation of Labor, and of course, the Friends of Brandon Johnson. Um, so thank you all so much. We could not do this show and could not do this work without your support. So we thank you so very much. Now... um With this get out to, you know, with this um, week coming up, y'all, we need y'all out in the street, not just those of us who are kind of like tied to this work, uh, whether it's through our own work or through our own activism or through our own organizing. It's not enough for you to go vote. You have to take your neighbors. You know, if you have young people in your house who are voting age, take your children, take the elders. Some of the elders want to vote, but they need a ride. I know for a fact, oh, I got an issue because I sent out for my uncle's, um, three weeks ago, I sent for his mail-in vote. We never got it. So I got issues right now because now I got to figure out how to get my Uncle Richard and everybody who know me know my thing with Uncle Richard to vote because he cannot miss this election. And so we got to figure that part out. So anyway, each of us um, have a responsibility. So, you know, none of us can do everything but all of us can do something. And so I'm charging, I'm deputizing everyone under the sound of my voice to do something. Um, there are so many opportunities still to volunteer. There are still so many opportunities to vote. Oh, by the way, early voting doesn't end um, until tomorrow. So you have up until the, uh, the, when, the, when the polls close, and I think it's usually around around six or seven uh, depending on where you are you can check that at the Board of elections but um, you can still early vote tomorrow so if you know you're you know you're gonna be volunteering or you're gonna be watching the polls or you're gonna be doing something in the uh, mayoral race and the all dramatic race this race that's gonna happen on Tuesday I strongly 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 suggest that you go and um, make sure you vote um, by tomorrow which um, which will be the last day of early voting okay so listen um we got we got we got some <laughs> I'm like trying to figure this out usually I'm talking to somebody so kind of doing it by yourself is very interesting um but we got a lot to cover guys, but nothing is more important um in this show and nothing more more important this weekend and to making sure that we are talking to our people about getting out to vote um and one of the things that um I don't know if you saw it. If you didn't see it, I think you could probably go online. I think I did. Uh, But uh, Chicago Vote put out a voter guide. It is so interactive. It is so colorful and friendly. And they have uh, all of the candidates and where they stand on the issues that matter most to us. But not only do they have that; they even have uh, trivia like their horoscopes, guys. It's it's really cute and very well put together. So I strongly encourage you if you um have not made your decision yet, and I hope that you have. But if you have not made your decision yet, um, check out the Chicago Votes Voter Guide, which I'm which I'm sure you can get online, and see where everybody lines up with your views, with which what is important to you, right? So please check that out. Check that out. All right. We got a lot going on in the community, too. Um, all of the forums have ended, I believe. We still got a lot of people out, though, knocking doors and, in, and, and just on the street, getting the word out because we cannot miss this historic election. And I, I don't know about you, but I feel, and, and maybe because I have been volunteering and doing some things, but there is an energy in the air um, when I've been out uh, or when I've been out on the phone, when I've been on the phones or when I've been on the doors and you can just feel it. I mean, I was really young when um, Harold Washington ran, but I remember the work that my mother did around that election in organizing women around that election specifically. But I also remember the conversations about, Uh, our brother Harold Washington and how he um, just united this city in a way that um, had not been done. And it was united under the rainbow sign, right? But we may know it from either Harold Washington. We may know it from, of course, our dear brother uh, Jesse L. Jackson, man of Omega Psi Phi. Uh, We may know it from that, uh, our brother Harold Washington, who was a member of Phi Beta Sigma fraternity. Um, You all know I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. So um, shout out to the and Hale. But I am feeling the energy of young and old, intergenerational, black, white, Latine, Asian, um, this cross-cultural energy around this race, which is extremely exciting because um, in order for us to save the soul of the city or in order for the soul of this city to be saved, right? In order for us to have good transportation, you know, schools that we all deserve, safe, feel safe in our communities and, and, and on the street, we must do it together. No one person can deliver all of that. And I don't care who it is at the top, right? I mean, we had Obama. We voted for Obama twice, And, you know, upon reflection, you know, many of us still take issue of what happened or what didn't happen under his administration. And so it's clear to me now that whatever is going to happen and whatever we're going to get, uh, the best of what we're going to get, we're going to have to do it together. We're going to have to do it together. All right. So listen, I'm going to bring on our first guest. His name is Stevie. He's from Chicago Votes, and I'm going to just ask him to learn a little bit more about him and what he thinks about this uh, historic election that's coming up on Tuesday and how can people get involved and what's been his involvement. Hello. Hello, Stevie.
1: Hey. Hey. Hey, how are how
0: are you? I'm good. I'm really good. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm really good, too.
0: Okay, so tell me a little bit about what is Chicago Votes and who's involved in Chicago Votes?
1: Chicago Votes is an organization that's been around for the past 10 years. We're a nonpartisan nonprofit, and our work focuses on making sure young people have access to uh, influence our government, you know? Uh, So we do this through... Civic education, making sure young people um, understand how our political system, our civic process works. Uh, we do this voter turnout. We do a bunch of work to try to turn young people out the vote. Uh, we do a lot of leadership development. So we develop young people into the civic leaders that we need in our society. Uh, and we do a lot of advocacy work. So we write, advocate for, and have passed eight, uh, eight laws over the past 10 years. Uh, that we believe uh make Chicago a better place and are led by the ideals of young people, so
0: that's incredibly um, yeah. um impressive um you may have heard me say i'm a veteran Chicago public school teacher um i I was in front of students for twenty five years um mm-hmm. and so i have a I have mad love for young people, but tell me how do you get young people involved because even though I believe that politics is personal, it's not necessarily. Um, that thing that a lot of young people just gravitate to naturally. So how do you get the young people involved?
1: Uh, well, I think, you know, there's two there's two things that come to mind uh, this morning. And one is uh, we try to create a political culture that isn't, that is kind of counter to what the, the political culture of the United States and Chicago naturally is. Um, just this past weekend, we've had, several events that are uh, focus on getting out the vote and making sure young people understand the importance of this election. But they're non-traditional events. You know, last night we had a fashion show that had about 100 to 150 young people from across the city that featured like three designers and a bunch of models. Um, and so it was a cool vibe. It was a fun environment, but at the same time, we were passing out voter guides, making sure people were registered, making sure people had a plan to go vote before the election was over. Um, and, you know, we just do a bunch of events like that to try to make the whole idea of participating in politics different from what we naturally know it to be. And we also just provide a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a big part of our mission, but another really important element of it is providing a bunch of avenues to participation beyond just voting. You know, we want young people to vote, but we also want to teach young people how to organize their peers around changing issues in the community. Uh, through the political process, through civic participation, beyond just casting a ballot. Um, and then we just try to meet young people where they are. You know, not every young person is going to be an organizer. Not every young person is going to run for office. You know, some young people want to be rappers. But there's a way for you to use your media to engage your audience politically and civically that can make our whole world better. So, uh, you know, we just try to, like, you know, create a political home for everybody who's young, no a better you know, how they're going to participate or where they come from.
0: I love that. I love the idea of you saying we're going to create a political home uh, for everyone. I think that's pretty dope. Can you tell me a little bit, because I was just curious, um, what's the age group of the young people uh, that tend to be involved in in Chicago votes? And then I am curious about these. You said you've gotten about eight laws passed in the last 10 years, which is insane. And so I want to learn a little bit about that. And then before yeah. we get up out of here, um, I know you guys have done some work around uh, getting people registered to vote in Cook County, in jail, uh, uh, young men and women who are currently behind bars but have the opportunity to still participate in, in this democracy of ours. So can you say a little bit about the age group and then the democracy?
1: Yeah, we're, so our um, uh, age group, our stated age group is 17 to 35, but The lines are blurred. You know, uh, we do a lot of work in middle schools as well. We have a legislative tracking curriculum that we teach to students in middle school, so they understand how to influence legislation even before they're eligible to vote. Um, For high, like for seniors in high school, through college, we do a lot of programming around civic education and relating young people to go vote, Uh, and then. On up, you know, we do a lot of leadership development, um, legitimate advocacy work, we run paid uh, fellowship programs. Our staff is predominantly under 30. uh, And so we just try to also provide entry points from a professional perspective for post-college age students. And You know, everybody who has young ideals, you know, we have volunteers who come into the jail with us who are in their 80s, and, you know, they're young to me. Uh, So we just try to, like, yeah, we try to more so move the ideals of young people forward. Um, and no matter who you are, if you want to participate, then there's room for you to do so. Um, and like you mentioned, like a big part of that work is advocacy, trying to pass law. So a lot of our uh, legislative work in the early days of our organization were around voter modernization and coalition with a group called Just Democracy. Uh, we passed same-day voter registration, online voter registration, Uh, extended hours for early voting, automatic voter registration, um, and a number of other things. Uh, And that has helped, you know, just create more voter access for everybody. Uh, Illinois, before we started passing those laws, young people specifically, weren't turning out to vote at all. Uh, And since those laws have been passed, we've seen young people, 17 to 35 specifically, become the leading voting bloc in the city. Stop. Uh, Wait a we, gonna,
0: we gotta pray we gotta take a quick break, but I want us I want you yeah, to yeah, remember yeah, for that because sure. we 'cause we're gonna pick right back up on it. Uh, particularly because we always hear the exact opposite. So we wanna talk about that <laughs> in one more minute and we'll be right like like back. We're back with Stevie from Chicago Votes. And right before we got up out of here uh, to take that break, uh, Stevie, you were talking to us about how the laws that you uh, and and Chicago Votes in conjunction with another organization that you you, you met with or that you mentioned, I'm sorry, uh, were able to pass some legislation. And as a result of that legislation, it increased the number of young people who actually go out and vote and participate in this democracy. So can you tell me a, a little bit more about that, especially since um, you are still hearing, like, young people don't vote, young people don't vote. So can you talk about that so we can dispel that myth today?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um So the voter modernization laws we passed uh included online voter registration uh extended early voting hours, same-day voter registration, automatic voter registration, and a number of others. Um, And just making it easier to vote uh, helped us out a lot. You know, we saw this in our Parades for the Polls program where we take young people in the community, from high schools, from colleges, on parades to go cast ballots. And I'd say 85 to 90% of those young people take advantage of uh, same-day voter registration. Um, Six, seven years ago, they wouldn't have been able to do that. Uh, and anyone who wasn't already registered to vote couldn't go on a parade to go cast their ballot. Uh, and that's a huge barrier uh, to participation. Um, and little stuff like you would have to do a paper registration so you couldn't register online. You couldn't vote by mail so you had to show up in the ballot at the uh, on election day there wasn't extended early voting hours like now you can vote in chicago i think like 40 days or 20 something days before the election mm-hmm. either by mail or in person uh that wasn't the case back in the day uh it was like 10 days and then the hours closed at five now they are open to like eight and on the weekend um, so just little stuff like that systemic change to make it easier for people to vote um help increase youth voter turnout and frankly uh you know, the political culture of society since that time has helped young people in general understand that it is important to like turn out and make your voice heard at the ballot box.
0: I love that. Um, And you said just little things like that, but those are not little things. Those are game changing Hmm. uh, situations, right? Those are game changing events where you extend the hours and you have same day. So listen, if you got a young people out there now, um, or someone who might check this 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 recording out and they want to vote and they're not registered, how does same day voter registration work?
1: So um, if you haven't registered to vote uh, and you want to register to vote the day you go to cast your ballot, you need to come to the to the polling booth with your identification and something else that verifies who you are where you live. This could be a cable bill. This could be a uh, lease agreement. This could be a credit card statement, um, a utilities bill, just something that verifies who you are. Um, And then you'll be able to register to vote at your current address there the day of the the day that you're trying to vote, and then you'll be able to cast your ballot.
0: And you'll um, be so able to vote at that. You can vote. And so you're saying you should be able to do that at that location. You won't have to go downtown to the board of elections and do that. You, If you provide that information, your ID, uh, a bill, or some document verifying your name and your current address, that should be sufficient right. to be able to register to vote at the polling place and then cast your vote.
1: That should be, that should be efficient. And, uh, Today and tomorrow, you can go to any early voting location. On Tuesday, you need to go to your actual polling location, which is different from the early voting location. So if you can vote today or tomorrow, Google, you know, your address and where your early voting locations are. If you have to wait till Tuesday, get on Google and look up, um, where your actual polling location is. Uh, and you can also find that information by visiting our website, ChicagoVotes.com, dot com, and go to our vote center. We'll have all the information you need, including the voter guide you mentioned earlier, uh, which I appreciate you.
0: Oh no, wait, okay, we got we got a couple more minutes. But let me tell you something. I was at a meeting. I'm always at a meeting. I'm always at a, I'm always at something. And so uh, one of my dear friends, uh, Gervais, um said, "Listen, did you get this in the mail?" She said it came to my son, and I checked it. I was like, "This is dope." Who sent this out? Mm -hmm. And I see Chicago vote. And then I went on the Mm -hmm. website. So I went on, uh, actually last night, a little bit in preparation to talk to you, to look at Mm -hmm. just the layout, um, who responded and who didn't. And I just want to say a couple of the candidates did not complete the survey.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, I had to chase them down. I had to call a lot of candidates the day we were going to print and ask them the questions over the phone, but I won't drop names.
0: Okay, we won't do that. Um but they they do give you like a little heads up in the in the voter guide, and then it's about i don't know about ten questions or ten issues or something like that, and just their voting on it things that I think are uh critical to the to the soul of our city and to how we go forward, not if we go forward but how we do that and how the current candidates uh voted on it. It even had their horoscope and then I saw a young lady um Who was on instagram who broke down the candidates just based on their horoscope it was it was everything it was everything so uh, thank you thank you for that but before you get up out of here you have to talk about um this this voting in the jail uh at cook county um yeah go for it
1: so one of the laws we passed uh turned the cook county jail into a polling location um, and this is this made the Cook County Jail the first jail in the country to serve as a polling location. Um, before we were able to pass that law, we were in the jail every month registering people to vote, and we actually ran an absentee ballot chase program as well to make sure people in the jail could vote. Um, people in pretrial detention are eligible voters, uh, and pretrial detention is when a person is what most people are on when they're housed at a jail. Uh, prior to them being convicted and going to prison. Everywhere people in jail on pretrial detention are eligible voters, but most places there's no system to ensure they can vote. And so that law we passed made sure that system was put in place. And this will be the first city election that the people of the jail will be able to cast their ballots from jail. Uh, So that's a huge accomplishment for us. Uh, That's a huge accomplishment
0: for the city. Yeah. And it's especially yeah, a huge absolutely. accomplishment for black and brown people uh, since we are yeah. clear um, that that's the majority of the pretrial detainees at Cook County come yeah. from black and brown communities.
1: You know, 80% of people in jail are black and everybody who's not black is brown um, and they're with a sprinkle of white folks. But yeah, it's a huge, it's a huge impact on our community. The real issue I just have to say is that people in prison are still not eligible voters uh, and Once a person is uh, convicted, which also is majority black and brown people in Illinois, their right to vote is taken away from them. So there's about fifteen, there's like fourteen to fifteen thousand people who won't be able to participate in this election because they're in prison. And we're working to pass a law to change that as well.
0: Man, that's incredible work. I got, I got one last question, kind of like about that though. But say for instance you, you went you served your time, now you back into society. You know, you, you didn't came through the reentry programs, you back. You at your big mama's house, you know, in mm-hmm. the basement trying to get your life together. Uh
1: right. but
0: you had a record. Can you vote?
1: Yes. In Illinois, yes. Um and a lot of people don't know that neither. Uh so another law we passed or well, a part of that law we passed, uh not turned to jail was for a polling location. Uh, there's a requirement in there that when people are being released from prison, um, they get a Know Your Rights guys being told that their right to vote has been restored. Uh, but for anybody out there with a the record, you're an eligible voter. You're allowed to vote, and we need your voice uh, because you're directly impacted by one of the most harmful systems that exist in our society. So make sure you vote
0: Stevie, thank you and your team for the incredible work that you are doing on that of our, our democracy, and, and I know that all of the, these efforts, I keep saying the soul of the city because I just believe that. Like, I just believe in a, in a larger capacity or in a larger way, this, this country is on a collision course with itself. Um, and that your acts, your advocacy, your agency, and your educating people about their rights uh, restores a certain kind of hope to this whole conversation so thank you so much for the work that you, sure. you've done um so we out and i'm sure i'm gonna see you in the streets on tuesday
1: <laughs> i see you in the streets.
0: i see you in the street i think we got some uh, the, the, the 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 thing is lit up the little screen so do we have a couple of questions we got some people hello Dylan is over there doing his thing. I suspect that there's somebody on the line, but I don't know what, what had happened because I don't work that side. Yes. Well, I hope that you guys enjoy that um, and you enjoy that piece from Stevie. Listen, if you got some people in your family, you know that they they serve their time. They are now a, a full member of society. Encourage them to go vote, that they do have that right in the state of Illinois. People have fought for that, um, like so many things that we, so many rights that we have now. People fought for that. It, they just didn't happen, right? Uh, power concedes nothing without a demand. It never has and it never will. So now that your rights have been restored, please do take advantage of them. Um, we also have our second guest that's coming up. But before we get our second guest come up, um, do we have any Do we have any callers still Yeah, we have uh, Pam from the west side. Well, let me just take Pam from the west side, and then we're going to get into it uh, with Mary Gardner. Um, Okay. Pam? Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Look, let me tell you something. I'm good, and I'm getting better. What's up?
2: Yes, yes. And, and And that's a great way to start. We woke up. I'm always thankful. I don't take anything for granted. Um I just want to say in the mayoral race for um full disclosure that I am supporting Brandon Johnson. Um but it's not so much that I'm voting against someone, Mayor Lightfoot, although I have many many issues with her, but I am voting for something. And that's important to me. And I think we have an opportunity to, to make a big change uh here in Chicago. So I'm glad to hear your previous guests talk about Chicago vote and really trying to get our young people involved. That's important. Um, but also uh what I'm concerned about, um Tyra, is that I see um the media and some of the coverage trying to um just really I guess villainize CTU. Mm. And it's very upsetting mm. to me because we know that the organizations that are supporting the Valaces and, you know, uh, uh, Wilson's uh, self-funded campaign, which those two are just Republican, you know, uh, in denial or in disguise. And no one is really talking about the organizations uh, that are pushing money their way.
0: They but, are not. No,
2: they're not. Or even some of the other candidates, you know, I'm 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 not new to politics in Chicago, and I know some of these other candidates, the Alderman, Jamal Green, you know, they're not in it to win it. They're being funded by yeah. someone who has a hidden agenda. Jamal Green is probably in it so he can get something else for his organization. Not to say his organization
0: is not doing things for you, but I'm saying we can't play with the fifth floor. So my first thing is we do got a lot at stake. Pam, do you, um, and I appreciate everything you are saying, um, sister, and and listen, the fact that you are a student of the politics in Chicago, make sure that you are imparting that same knowledge to someone else, because a lot of our people do not understand just what is at stake. And I don't just mean black people. I mean, poor working class and oppressed people in this city. Uh Not all of us really understand what's at stake. Um, In this election, we don't understand the impact of gentrification. We don't understand the impact of this cost of living and pricing people out of this city. So there's a lot at stake. But I just wanted to, before we went on and called our guests in, did you have a question for today? Sure.
2: Yeah. So my question is this. So right now uh, we're in the midst of, I guess, the uh, the last quarter, I'll say, and trying to push everybody through. I'm asking, um, what is the best way for us to utilize? our i guess resources uh, and i'm saying financially i'm saying you know uh canvassing i know some of those things but right now towards the finish line and i'm particularly interested in supporting brandon johnson commissioner johnson what's the best way for us to help get the word out get the vote out get the turnout
3: well out? thank you pam because, you
2: know,
0: and so and i'll leave this there. this these things i'm gonna i'm gonna mention some things but they could be used for any candidate that you are supporting, right? You can certainly go to any candidate who you believe in, shares your values, um, and you can make a contribution. All of their pages are up now. You can donate online. Um, You can make one donation or you can have a reoccurring donation. It's completely up to you. The day of, anyone that you believe in, they are going to need people on the street. They're going to need volunteers. So you can call, you can volunteer. And between now and then, they still need phone bankers that, you know, so any campaign that you are interested in, and you've already made your, uh, your, your, your desires known. But anyone that's listening, whoever you might be supporting, you can call their campaign office now. You can, And a lot of people have uh, pages. You can go on their page. There's places for you to volunteer. There's places for you to donate if you go on their websites. And finally, one of the things that I always tell people, um, because I've run for, for political office twice, and what I say to people is, chances are, if you are a student of politics, then you are a trusted voice in your family and in your circle of friends and family and neighbors. So operate, use your voice, your power, and your agency in um, and expand your circle of influence. So that means call your friends and make sure you know you're telling them directly. Knock your block. You know the neighbors on your block? Knock your block. You didn't got to go around the whole neighborhood, but it's these small contributions, just like saving. Right? If you don't buy that twenty five dollars. In in a minute, you're going to turn around and and be sitting on some some, vacation money. So it's just like um, in this space. Those small contributions make a huge impact on what happens in our democracy and can have a huge impact on what happens on Tuesday. Great.
2: And Ms. Stamps, is there any way for us to contact you? Um, if we have a matter that I'm interested in in education, I, I, yes, you I'm can. dealing with something
0: right
3: I now, am, and I'll um, listen. I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, I, I, I am a member of the Greater
0: Austin IPO. You can go. Um, you can Google that, and we'll pop up. Um, you can also, um, if it's a teacher-related question, you can go to CTU. oneorg and you can um, contact. You know, you can direct your questions to whoever through the desk and get your questions answered. Uh, Miss, thank Pam. you. And you can always find me on Facebook, so just slide to my. DMs. Thank you. <laughs> okay, you're welcome. Bye bye. Thank you for calling. All right, I think we're gonna bring up our next guest. Yes, she started as one of the founding members of the Ida B. Wells Alpha Suffrage Club. She's the founding member of the Women for the Seventh Congressional District. And she's also the founder of the West Side Women's March. Um, I have the pleasure of of having as a guest the incomparable Mary Gardner, who's always ready to throw down uh, for the West Side and historically has been on the side of right. Welcome to the show, Mary.
3: Good morning. Good morning. And thank you. I'm so fired up for just listening <laughs> to the last few callers. I got to stay focused, but I'm happy to be here this morning.
0: Good. So, Mary, listen, I'm going to just get right into it because we, we short on time. It has been just proven since the suffrage march of 1913. Shameless plug to the women of Delta Sigma Theta sorority who marched in the suffrage march. Yes. Uh, to pass yeah. the 19th Amendment. Thank you so much um, to my sorrows. But listen, since then, up through now, black women, black women have been like the backbone uh Of the Democratic Party, particularly in recent years. I was looking at some data uh, in preparation for this conversation and said 90 percent of black women voted for Biden. Uh, Ninety percent of black people voted for Pritzker. Majority of those women. I mean, a majority of those black people, women. So uh, we're going to have to take a break. Uh, My producer just said so. But when we get back, we're going to jump right into that. Okay.
3: thank you. Mm Will no longer be so damn relevant and women will not care if Dick finally got down with Jane on search for tomorrow because black people will be in the street looking
0: for Hey, we're back, we're back, we're back to where Facts Matter I want to give a shout out to our sponsors CTUF, S-E-I-U, H-C-I-I Chicago Federation of Labor and Friends of Brandon Johnson Okay, so we're being joined here by Mary Gardner and Mary, uh, I know that you've done a lot of work um in this election space and this organizing space, um, as many Black women have, starting from being the driving force for abolitionist, um, the suffrage march that I mentioned, where women from Delta participated, up through mm-hmm. what we see now, and Black women um, stand at the intersection of the barrier to justice, which is uh, racism and sexism. So, how have Black women be able been able to? not only just overcome, but supersede and surpass and become the backbone of our democracy?
3: Let me tell you, Tyra. um, Wow. Part of it is maternal. It's that when we use our voices, number one, to get on the phone and say, hey, listen, we got to go down here because what what just happened at that PTA meeting cannot continue to go down. So we got to let that school board know, no, 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 no. We expect accountability. But I learned a long time ago uh, when we first marched on uh, former mayor, late Mayor Jane Burns, don't choke on coke. And I learned that from Reverend Jesse Jackson. We were organizing over there because of the indiscretions that were being cast upon our black and brown communities in the city of Chicago. But it was also through the connection throughout churches that we really were able to kind of, even though we're there worshiping together, to learn that, listen, we can do this same kind of unification right over here at this PTA meeting or, or over there uh, and tell those builders, no, we don't want that kind of a thing in our community and be just as effective. Black women, as I said, we have been consistently, one, respected for when we do the call of duty, when we make that call of duty to say, listen, I need all of y'all to meet us over here because we're going to march over here and say you must keep that after-school program open after hours so my baby can have somewhere to go and play soccer ball after school. Or we need better lunches in the school so our kids can continue to learn. Just the fact that one, we come together as, as black women um, the, uh, in agreement that we want better uh, and I'll, and I'll leave it there because there's just so many other ways I can take it and stuff.
0: And it's okay. And I love that. I love the part that you said it's maternal. Um, yes. and it, And it's that nurturing that we bring to the space because we know, Ultimately, whatever decisions are made and whoever is uh, in the seat of power is going to not only impact us, but it's going to impact our children. So oftentimes I think me being a mother myself and me coming from a strong mom like you, um, you know, we we get in the streets and we get busy because we know that we are protecting our children. That's whatever's going to happen is going to ultimately impact our kids. Uh, This is the last weekend of Black History Month. And we have this historic opportunity uh, that awaits us on Tuesday. Tomorrow is the last day. I cannot stress that enough of early voting. And Ouch. as you heard, the brother Stevie said before, you can even register to vote, register to vote day of, and then cast your vote. Uh, critical um, legislation that they've been able to pass to help more people um, use the ballot uh, to fight. Right. So how do we? Um, galvanize our communities in these last few hours to really um, turn out and, and vote to make a difference for the soul of the city?
3: Well, one one of the things that we've also correlated with uh, is souls to the polls that have been just kind of throughout the, throughout our communities and, and started back, I believe, with uh, kind of Lou Palmer, great Lou Palmer, to just say, listen, go vote now. You know, while while the weather's still good, don't wait till uh, election day on Tuesday. Uh, but also, and take your family with you, Make call your niece, make sure, you, you know, all your family members go. Just check in with everyone, because it, every vote does matter. There are so many critical issues that are before us. And again, over and over, black women have proven to be the foundation, as you mentioned earlier, uh, President Biden, the foundation that can get us over the finish line. So don't listen to the noise out there. Every sister under the sound of my voice when you go in there and make that selection. It could be be because of your selection that we're happier and moving in a better, moving forward on Tuesday because this is a historic election that is before us. And again, I say don't believe the noise that is out there, because that's all that is, you know, noise to distract us from what we believe, because the data is showing that Chicago, black women in Chicago are looking for a new leader. That's what the data is, is showing right now as we speak, uh, and along with the uh, historical election of uh, our ECPS candidates that are running yes, as well.
0: Yes, yes. So, yes, yes, not only do we have the, the mayoral election, uh, you got to yes. cast your mayoral vote. You got to vote for your alderman, and a little bit about your voting for your alderman, guys. Go to trusted people who you trust, um, organizations who you trust, and see that who they've endorsed in your aldermatic elections. Because we got to vote for an alderman. We also have a, a historic opportunity in that regular citizens like you and I will be able to vote for citizens like you and I. To be a part of yes. a commission that ultimately will oversee the 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 the, the police, so it will yes. be a real yes. opportunity for civic engagement and civic oversight of police to yes. some degree. This is historic. So not only is the mayoral piece critical, this ECPS piece is critical. So find out in your community um who's running do not skip that on the ballot i know sometimes you know people go in and they vote uh you know for the mayor and then they leave no go down the ballot vote for your mayor vote for your alderman the treasurer is not being um there's no competition uh challenger for the mayoral seat there's the clerk and then there's the ecps and you get to vote for three people so make sure That You know the three names that you are going to be voting for when you go inside that voting booth because, listen, we have a historic opportunity to change the game of what's happening in this city. If you don't like what's been going on for 20, 30, 40 years, the better part of my life, when the chips have been stacked up against you. If you're wondering why there's a decline of black teachers, if you're wondering why you're angry about our schools being closed, if you're angry and mad about the lack of safety that you feel in our communities, if you're angry and mad about transportation and why some, uh, some place, some streets on our block don't even have a stop. And I'm, I'm particularly vexed why we don't even have a covering. We don't even get the shelters in our communities for when you are out in inclement weather to protect you from the element. And so if any of those things uh, concern you, bother you, the way that you address them is by participating in electoral politics. Your voice is your vote and you get an opportunity yeah. to make your voice heard on Tuesday. So I'm going to strongly suggest that you guys, you know, vote your fears of uh, follow the data. I love that Mary Said that. She said the data is bearing out that black women are looking for a new voter. And yes, and, and so and let religion. me let me ask you this Mary before we get up out of here. What did you think about when Sister Jeanette Young came out uh with her endorsement um Tuesday for Brandon Johnson?
3: I was think? actually gonna if I can shout out not just Anjanette Young, but I wanted to shout out Stacey Abrams, who's the reason why we, we are just as for standing strong in terms of voter registration. But I was gonna say go vote uh to honor Anjanette Young. Yeah the sister that we stood in March for. Uh when that call went out three years ago, I felt like that was me standing up there. And yes. didn't even know her. So so go, you know, a trusted voice a trusted voice. And Anjanette Young has endorsed uh Brandon Johnson in this race that will lead us forward. But also it is because of uh, as, uh that whole uh situation of um bots, that box police raid that uh, and I'm a I'm a Mount Gaffer. and CPAC and all of those guys were able to bring us in as black women, bring us in as communities say we need and This cannot continue to That's happen. That's absolutely correct. That's you know, so I'm so honored, just so honored to just have her in the city of Chicago and honored to have her stand on her boldness to say, we need new leadership.
0: That's exactly right. So listen, before we get up out of here, uh, one of yes, my uh, baby big sisters, uh, Dr. Monique Rideau, did a panel uh, last week about anti-racism, and she said this, and it just stayed with me. Plant your feet on the side of right and stand strong. Plant your feet on the side of right and stand strong. Because as Sister Mary just said, anything else is a distraction. Don't be distracted. Make sure that your voice gets heard through the, ba- through the power of the ballot. The same way people get voted in, people can be voted out and that's your power. So own your power. Tell your story, share this information with your friends and neighbors, use the power of your influence, because chances are, if you're tuning in to this show and if you've come on and a guest in this show, you are a choice to voice in this space. And finally, in the words of my late and great beloved leader sister, Karen Lewis, and certainly the head of my life in life and in death, my mother, Aluda Continua, the struggle continues.